Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 9-7. Well, hello there. Hey, everyone. <laughs> how's, how, how's life going for you? Life is fine. Good. Well, it is August 2020 mm-hmm. in this amazing year of the Lord that we are living in. Yep. And it's we, fantastic. It is. And uh, if you're listening to this right now, you know that we have been under this pandemic since March. Wait, are we under a pandemic? I don't know how, what's the right way to say it? Uh, In a pandemic? Like there's a pandemic around us? Yeah, a pandemic is happening, I guess would be proper. It's occurring. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've been kind of voluntarily quarantining. Voluntarily? I mean, it's the smart thing to do. But I think we've been very lean in our decision making as compared to most of our peers and beyond i mean if you if you wanted to give a, a brief recap COVID as a pandemic started when it was around march 13th ish and the whole world shut down when it was around that i don't know the exact dates because mm-hmm. we've always kind of just been to ourselves anyway yeah but i mean there's a there's a historical this is the day that the world yeah, i think it was about a week later so maybe like around the 20th in which case that was a mandatory quarantine yeah everyone had to stay at home and that was uh dictated by the governments of the world so every nation pretty much said the same thing around the same time okay probably well everyone before april i do know that okay and then since then we've gone through several iterations i guess of quarantine in like mandated quarantine. Yeah, mandated quarantine, yeah. exactly. Where, at least here in the United States, the states have had some autonomy mm-hmm. as to their quarantine status. Yeah. And going through, like, phases mm-hmm. or whatever. So, right now, we're at a phase where it's open. Yeah, most everything is open. The things that have made it you know, financially are open. And the only mandate, which really isn't really a mandate, but the only thing that people are saying to do is keep your social distance and wear a mask. Now, let's define social distance because this podcast will probably last way longer than (laughs) people's memories about what that is. Right. So they're saying six foot a six feet distance between you and people that you aren't like normally around. So like us as a unit, if we were to go and do something, which we haven't, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, if we were to go and do something, we don't have to stay six feet apart, but we have to stay six feet apart from other families or people that are not a part of our unit. And that's the current recommendation. Right. And wear a mask. Wear a mask. Right. And that is mandatory or still a recommendation? From what I understand, it should be mandatory. And some people are trying to make it mandatory. But then there are others who are like, you're violating my personal rights. And so they refuse to wear them. So it's, a, so it's not mandatory. Right. It's more of a suggestion, re- um, recommendation for your health and the health of others. others. Correct. Okay. So now with that backstory... We have been still in the strictest level of quarantine right? since March. And I mean, since we've gone through the different phases, even in the state we're in currently, and they're reopening, right? Mm-hmm. So now that they've reopened, <clears throat> we're still exercising things as if it's still at the highest levels. Correct. <clears throat> okay. Not apologizing for it either, because that's just what we've chosen to do to, you know, positively contribute to the health of everyone around us and our own health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel about like 
yes, we made that choice. We are blessed to be able to be in the position to make that choice Mm because there are a lot of families that don't have that choice as an option Mm -hmm. because of having to work outside of the house and things like that. Right. Um, So how do you feel about that? About the choice to stay lean or? Yeah, the choice to stay lean, uh, even amongst like seeing family, friends, back to you know everyday types of things i mean because we really are lean like to define that what that means for us it means like i've cooked every meal (laughs) three days a week i mean three times a day 17 seven days a week since march 12th yep so so for me it doesn't mean a whole lot hold on i gotta finish explaining oh and we haven't been to any stores no we're very blessed to have um, services in our area where our groceries can be delivered to us. Mm-hmm. So we either do either do that or we'll go and do like a grocery pickup. Like we haven't been into any stores since this thing kicked off. Mm-hmm. That also means we haven't been visiting family, friends. No one's visited us. Mm-hmm. The most interaction with people we get is the hello to our neighbors as they walk past or as we walk past their house for exercise. Or we've been doing a lot of like virtual game nights, virtual hangouts, mm-hmm. pizza parties virtually. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our lean, like very much to ourselves and doing what we can okay okay so now how do you feel about it (laughs) you sure you ready i'm ready ready. i'm sorry go ahead i'm like i'm not sorry but i I feel fine um i'm more comfortable because not having to drive into the office every day means i can just wear what i want Mm -hmm. you know no office dress code my my Zoom game instant got way better. Um, virtual meetings, things like that. So I haven't been bothered by it, you know. I was gonna uh, say for you, the virtual part hasn't been all that all that much of a transition because you've always worked with people outside of your time zone anyway. Yeah, yeah. Being international in my in not only in my position but in life in general from what I do professionally um, did make that a lot easier because I'm used to dealing with different time zones and and people being virtual. But at the same time, I think for me, the the whole quarantine thing is it's not that big of a deal because uh, I've always set my life up where home is where everything is I care about. Right. So... Being outside of the home is not necessarily a big deal for me because I want to be at home and I want to be around y'all and I want to be with the kids and, you know, all my stuff is here. All the stuff I like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and then being a a gamer, it's been good for for that hobby of mine as a gamer. Um, You know, that industry has seen a huge bump during quarantine. So... Uh, for me, quarantine is is a win all the way around. You? It's been good. I mean, I don't have the worry of like, cause you know, cause we because we have little kids. I don't have the worry of don't touch this, don't touch that, um, having to stop to use the bathroom at all you know, random places and and things like that. I don't have that worry. So in that right. As far as, like, COVID and all that, I don't have that worry at all. I do, however, really, really miss our family and our close friends, like, a lot. So that's been a little bit of a a thorn, I'll say. And then it's just the... And I know that I put the pressure on myself, so it's not like I'm blaming anyone. But it's the pressure of trying to be on all day all the time and not having like the break of okay whew, I can order this food out today and 
and be good or whew, I can go for a ride and maybe stop at the park or something like that. So it's been a little bit of a a strain in the way of it feels like I'm on or have to be on more than I had to before yeah. because I don't have the break of, oh, we have to go do this today. Oh, today we're going to go on a field trip or whatever. Because, I mean, a lot of parents right now are in the struggle of, man, I got to homeschool my kids. Well, I've already been doing that. <clears throat> so it's not like there's something new in that right for me. Um, but there there was that little bit of a calm when I could say, okay, we're going to drive to this spot. That drive time to get to the museum or the park or wherever I was going to take the kids for some outside learning for the day. I don't have that. We don't have the, okay, it's Saturday, let's go explore a new spot type of breaks throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, it's been kind of hard. Like I've had some rough days. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, um, and I and I feel like you're probably touching on something that's common for most people in 2020 because, you know, historically, and, you know, I'm a big fan of history and I'm always thinking back to before modern conveniences and things like that. So my thoughts are always around how did they do this before, you know, the modern conveniences, like before you sent your kids off to school, what did you do? You were stuck with them all day then too, or if you come from a farming community. So that's one of the things that's really on my mind. I can see what you're saying there, but at the same time, their everyday lives were much different than our everyday lives now. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I'm I'm just speaking to the you know, the modern trappings of sending sending your kids to school and summer camp and things like that. From a lot of people I talked to and some peers and things like that, you know, they you know, even when you look online you find that there's a lot of parents having a hard time figuring out how to fill the day. Yeah, because again, they hadn't had to think about that before. Their normal was different than it is now or than it was prior to this. So it's it's been a major shift. Like, you know, you really like in our conversations outside of the podcast, it didn't really hit you as hard because your normal day is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Like it hasn't really affected you. And it really I mean, it hasn't hit me as hard as I'm sure it has other people but even for me it it was a it's a big shift like a big shift and it it's taken some time and there's still days when I have a tough time but it's taken some time and then I think about like you know my teacher friends and parents or friends that are parents that have this major shift even with the new school year coming up, because back in March, the rhetoric was, oh, by the summer, it'll be fine. And so you don't, they didn't really anticipate in March that the new school year would bring this major shift in education. Yeah, yeah, and so, and I see that. Yeah, and so now, like, I know a couple of my really good friends were having, you know, real heart to hearts with family members and you know at, uh, soliciting prayers because they just didn't know what to do because yeah. when you have a school system that's saying you can choose virtual or you can choose hybrid or you don't have a choice you have to do virtual but then okay where are my kids gonna go because either I'm working and they're eating or I'm not working and I don't know where this money is hypothetically supposed to come from. Yeah. And I, and I see that. And I think, but I think that's a, you know, when you talk about the challenges, I think the professional challenges are deep and profound. And I, and I see them in a lot of, in a lot of spaces, right? Cause you got 
everything from infrastructure and things like that, right? A lot of companies, particularly small businesses, don't necessarily have the IT infrastructure right. to facilitate work from home. And that's before we talk about doing it in a secure manner where they're not possibly leaking trade secrets, stuff like that. Right. So, so yeah, I, I understand that that shift in its titanic nature. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like, the day-to-day at home, before we get to that, I'd be interested to hear your, you know, your challenges as a parent at home outside of any professional trappings. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the professional thing, and when you start, you know, how do I, you know, if, if I'm a janitor, how do I go clean a building, one, while two, my kids are at home doing virtual learning. Right. So I understand that that's a huge issue. But I mean, I'm, I was more so speaking to just the day-to-days, right? Because up to this point, and, and you made a good point, up to this point, you would spend the majority of the time, you, the, the hypothetical you, um, would spend the most time with your kids on the weekends, which is only two days out of seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, in the situation where you have the parents that are working from home and some that are furloughed and you're at home with your kids the entire time, that's what I was more speaking to when the parents say, how do I fill their day during the summer when I guess historically they will be at camp for Mm -hmm. two months or something like that, you know, because at that point you're not working, you know, and it's just 24 hours in a day. That's the thing. That's the challenges I'll be interested to hear from you since my days haven't functionally changed. I mean, it's it's hard because, you know, in our instance, we I have three sets of eyes looking at me because I am their teacher and arts and crafts person and uh, all of that jazz. They're, they look at me like, okay, mommy, what are we going to do today? And I have to look at them some days and say, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it is, it's a lot. It's hard trying to fill the days of three other people and still have some semblance of sanity at the end of it all. Because, you know, what one kid likes, another isn't going to like. And then in our instance, we have one child who really only likes to do stuff with other people. And then we have one who likes to do stuff, you know, by themselves, but they'll play just fine. Then we have one who'll just go and do their own thing, like with no problem, but they still all need some sort of structure. So like for me, one of the saving graces I've had is because I like to plan and set structure. So like when it is time, like this summer, I've been a little more lax. I can't really turn off the teaching thing. So there are at least two or three times a week that we sit down and actually do something very much like a regular school day. But there's a lot of days where I'm just off the fly, like, okay, everybody, let's do this. And it'll be like an art project. One thing I've made sure to do is we eat breakfast, make sure we're all straight. And we go do something outside exercise-wise, unless it's, you know, raining or something of that nature. But we do something outside, and then that's usually about a good 30 minutes, and then we do some type of activity outside. That usually lasts all the way up until lunchtime. So it's like the mornings are pretty filled with me with direct interaction with them, which also is a good reprieve for you because during the morning is when you are heavy in meetings so like you know like right now I don't know if the audience will be able to hear this but there's lots of noise in the background (laughs) from Mm -hmm. the kids so you're not having that kind of you know background noise when you're having your meetings because we're typically not in the house um but again not in the house but not going out anywhere we're just in our neighborhood or at the front yard making art or something like that Um, so like the mornings are pretty filled, which is fulfilling for them. I can tell, like, since I started doing that, I guess it was about a month, maybe two months ago. I don't know when it was. Do you remember? No. Um, but that has been a big help. And then once 
mean, our oldest is funny because she was like, I was trying to figure out why the day seems to go on so long. And it's because during the school year, we have school in the morning and then we do all the art and stuff in the afternoon. But now we're doing the art and stuff in the morning, which makes the afternoon seem like it's so long. And she was just really talking a lot. But um, coming the next couple of weeks, not probably not this week, probably the week after, we'll be back into the swing of school. And so, again, the mornings will be a more quiet, chill time because we'll be in the midst of teaching and learning in the morning time, afternoon, back to the art and things of that nature. I might flip-flop it. I don't know yet. I have some planning things I'm trying to play around in my mind with. But providing the structure and then being deliberate about we're doing exercise right after breakfast. We are doing arts and crafts outside right after exercise you know what are the plants that type of thing so they're interacting with me with nature with each other very supervised during the morning time yeah well what i guess the question is what kind of what kind of energy does it take to to do that and keep that up seven days a week it's a lot (laughs) i said that before (laughs) it is a lot i mean quantify a lot like um you mean like on a tired level on yeah. brain power like yeah. it takes a lot of energy because again like most kids they don't want to do the same thing two days in a row mm-hmm. or if you you try to throw in something you did before and now they I don't want to play with that one I don't want to play play though or they want you to you know like if if I'm playing with them it's but I want you to make a pizza not a cupcake like. But I want to make a, you know, and then there's that little bit of a struggle. But it, it's, it's a lot. And it's, it's a lot. And then you pair that with all the other things. Mm-hmm. You know, the, not only that, but I also had to make sure that I'm prepared to cook a meal. And have snacks ready. And, you know, in our instance, you know, we run a business together. So I also had to be aware of my emails coming in and who I'm interacting with for the business and setting up this meeting, setting up that meeting. I mean, so much so, like, for us, even the other day, we had to sit and really, like, map out our weeks and blend all of it together into one spot so that we can see everything going on all the time. Because it's a lot of moving parts going on in this house. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are quarantined. We're at home. But there's a lot of moving parts. And then for me, like, I have checklists of things every single day. Of things that I want to get done. And then I have checklists as like the month. Because there's, you know, certain households that I have to assist with things. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure, too, because you don't want to mess it up or you want to make sure you're giving enough time to each thing that's going on. Like, I got to make sure I'm being the great wife that I want to be. You know, I have to make sure that I'm giving myself some semblance of time with, you know, reading my Bible and quiet time for myself and you know, trying to keep up with my own mental health and then as what everyone should be and then trying to be a great mom and not just to all three collectively, but to each one independently of each other, trying to help run the businesses and schedules. And even though we're not leaving the house, scheduling is a big deal right now because <laughs> everything's going all at the same time. Mm hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. So what about what about you? Uh, like you said, my days haven't haven't really changed much. So um I'm doing all the stuff I was doing before just now without the you know, commute in the middle that sucks up time. Um it's just been harder to not necessarily harder to turn things off cuz I don't I don't really ever turn any of those things off, but 
it's just one of those things where it's only a only a tad bit more stressful because I can feel your stress when you when you get stressed and being in the in the middle of I guess just being in the mix all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess that has an, an effect too. What do you mean in the mix? Just because, like you said, an email can come in at any moment and mm. I have complete access to all of my systems all of the time. So, you know, some things that may be mildly urgent that if you're driving into the office every day, you might would have said that'll wait till I get home. Well, you're at home, you know, so you sit down to do it along with the 10,000 other things you're doing or something something to that effect, you know what I'm saying? Plus, um, you know, with that in mind, then because, like you said, there's not many breaks, mm-hmm. just trying to find those opportunities to offer you that reprieve, you know, where um, if I'm doing a coding challenge with the kids or sitting in a corner with them quiet or whatever we're doing, you know. Right. Um, trying to find those moments where it's like, oh, this is a logical break where stopping here on these tasks won't have me come back and have to retread two right. or three hours and then do that with the kids so that you have breaks in your day. You know, that is not it's not that is hard or difficult. It's just is is being intentional under the tidal wave of task because yeah. because I don't think you know and again we're moving more into the job kind of perspective here you know what I'm saying away from the just day to day in the house because I don't think businesses have adapted as well or as quickly in every case so you have uh, not hysteria but in a in a business where you're used to going into an office, looking Bob in his face, asking Bob a question, and then Bob being able to do something mm-hmm. to a situation where you can only see if the green dot is green on Bob's profile. To know if he's available. It's causing some stress and anxiety in the workplace, which have people turn things that would have been minor if you could see me in person Mm -hmm. into 10 emails and possibly a phone call, you know, on how can we get this done right now, this instant, when you know that same task, if you could see me in person is like, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Yeah. Hey man, when, if you get a chance or when you get around to it or you get a free moment, could you take a look at this? Right. You know, so that that ends up having an impact because, you know, it just eats into time. Yeah. And it and it just creates more more traffic from a from an email corporate standpoint. But from a from a day to day standpoint, I think, you know, interacting with the kids and things like that only become tough because they're kids and their mindset for entertainment is Show me something new right. on a regular basis. And I think that can get hard for a lot of people. I think one of the things that I have in my pocket as a as a gamer is that's when I can go back in the archives and pull out an yeah, old game. Grab an old game and an old system. Like, look, kids. <laughs> yeah, look at this new thing. Oh, my gosh. It's so old. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's, and that's when I pull out the... The Super Nintendo or the Genesis or something. Yeah. Or even the PlayStation 1. And they're like, that's so old. Look at how ugly it is. Look at how ugly they look. Let's play. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that'll suck up a couple of hours or something like that. Um, And that's what I was going to say, too. I'm sorry I cut you off. No, go ahead. Like, yeah, we've had... It's been a bit of a struggle, but it's also provided some really, like, gleaming highlights. Like, some... I know that this time was meant for us to really grow and do some things because, I mean, look at the podcast has grown out of this time period. Mm -hmm. Something that we had kind of talked about many, many times before. Um, It just never, never really 
materialized. Yeah, materialized until now. Even like even with the bringing out of like the old games and things, we probably wouldn't have done that before. We would have filled that time up with, let's go ride to the museum and this new area that we found, or mm-hmm. you know, it would have been that one of those types of things. So the the quality time when we are using it for that purpose has been great. Yeah, I I was gonna say that. I think that's a great segue to that next that next section is. You know, I think there's been a ton of benefits to this quarantine situation. Like, I think being quarantined and and for the they use the words I see on the internet, trapped at home. With I hate when I say that because <laughs> like, oh, I'm stuck at home. No, you're not stuck at home. Yeah, I mean, again, for for me, for me specifically, I've always shaped our home to be a place that I want to be. Right. And I want to spend my majority of time here. You know what I'm saying? I rather there's a lot of instances I rather take time off and just stay at home. Right. Because everything I enjoy is already here. Um so I think some of the big benefits are, you know, being at home has given me time to read a couple of books. Mm-hmm. Um look at some new technology stuff from a professional standpoint. Um, interact with the kids in different ways right. and, and talk to them about different things that's going on in the world and things like that and having an opportunity to you know impart in them some of my wisdom before the internet and the rest of the world gets a hold of their perspective mm-hmm. and try to twist it um, even for us I think you know it's it's again it, it reminds me of our long drives from Carolina five and a half hours in a car together you get a chance to really talk about some things. Mm-hmm. And I think the quarantine has done the same thing because, again, we're not feeling that time, which is one of the things that used to bug me pre-quarantine. Yeah, when you, you used to say it all the time. Yeah, when you're trying to get stuff done or you're trying to, you know, even collaborate with people and things like that. Oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And everyone's talking about how they have no time to do things when quarantine has showed you that, you know, for most people, myself included, you fill that time with a lot of empty stuff. Right. Or you literally just filled the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't produce something. You didn't create something new. You know, you didn't make more money. You didn't lose money either. Mm-hmm. But that time has somehow slipped away. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you didn't even create a, a new family memory, right. you know, which would have been a great use of that time. It's just, it's just time. Right. You know, and like for me, even going into the office, you know, that's on a good traffic day, 45 minutes one way. Right. You know, on a bad traffic day is an hour to two hours. You know, so on average, I could be spending one to three hours in the car. Right. Just and that time's just gone. You know, so I think that's been a, a huge benefit of the quarantine is just really starting to get really a firm grip on time and how you're utilizing the time because everyone has the same 24 hours it's just what are you spending your 24 hours doing right i mean even um like as far as like our business and things like we've made some fantastic connections that no way i mean okay the lord with anything i mean all things possible with the Lord. Yes. However, there have been some connections made mm-hmm. business-wise that had it not been for quarantine... It would have been much more difficult. Much more difficult. To make. I mean, there have been some disappointments, like things that we had planned to do. But even in the one big trip that we had planned, the way that that all turned out was like, wow. Like, we couldn't have imagined it. A the way connections bigger benefit. That we, yeah, the way bigger benefit. Um, it was hard for me though. I ain't go front. Like missing out on that me and you time mm-hmm. was tough and it I had some tears over that one, but the connections that we made business wise have been fantastic. Um and then just being able to sit and really map out and plan business moves. Mm-hmm together again using the time that we have Mm -hmm. and that's one of those things that 
you know, we can do that in the middle of the day while the kids are awake and they can come in and, you know, we can push pause on the conversation, the proverbial pause Mm -hmm. on the conversation, but still have the conversation. Yeah. You know, that that's been a real benefit, too. Yeah. And and then you got the the health benefits because we've completely and entirely given up fast food. Yep. Like we haven't had any outside of that of my kitchen food Mm -hmm. since March, mid-March. Yep. And I see the benefits. Yep. So that's that's another benefit. Um, Because that's one of those things, right? And you're going to and fro, you know, even even in the worst case scenario, let's go to the mall to just waste time walking from store to store. We're just filling time. Yep. And then we fill so much time, one of the kids go, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And then they go, I'm super hungry. And then we go, well, we got to get home. Maybe we don't bought a couple of things. We got to unload. And then we got to figure out what we're going to eat because mm-hmm. we don't, unless we just go to the menu, right? And because you do prepare a menu every week. So even if we look at the menu. Which I've been doing since before quarantine. Exactly. For my own purposes, for but, planning. Well, we look at the menu and sometimes out of convenience, we say, we'll just pick up something on the way home. You know what I'm saying? And then in just picking something up, you know, a family of five eating anywhere is not a small bill. Nope. So then you, you got that money spent on a meal that even with the best intentions is going to be mostly empty calories or high in sodium or something like that. And then again, more time, because how many times in the recent, you know, prior to this, did we all eat from the same spot? Right. right. <laughs> so then right. it's, oh, it, at least two different places. Usually that was the minimum. Because oh. if we all ate from the same spot, it was like, I don't know the law. Maybe, maybe Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I think we might have all eaten at Chick-fil-A a few times. But, yeah. but usually that, someone, and it's usually me or you, want something different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kids, they don't get a choice. But usually me or you, like, well, I want Chick-fil-A with the kids. But you might want five guys five or guys or something like that and even then it's the even though check chick-fil-a is hyper efficient it's still the long line yes yeah, it's, still it's the, the traffic line. getting in and out of and the then it's facility. the travel to the next location yeah or and then their prep time because i was yeah. thinking about that one day like when we go to um a local chinese food place that's still 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. you know you get their order and sometimes even if you call ahead, if your order's not ready, you still at five, ten yep, minutes. Still waiting. So then you do all of that. You eat, then you get home, you know. And it's just like a lot of time that is like in this situation we've started to recoup that time. And it's like, man, this is way more productive use of mm-hmm. that time. And then you also realize the things that you don't need. Like perusing the mall. Is something you realize that you don't necessarily have to do to find good deals or to find new items, right. you know, or the stuff you and it really starts to make you understand what you really need versus stuff that you would just buy. Yeah, the impulse buy stuff. Yeah, yeah, like this. I can think of many times we would just go to the mall and be like, "Oh, this is cute," and it's still hanging in my closet or the kids' closet with the tags still on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking at it in the store and you're like, oh, it's cute and it's cheap. Oh my gosh, I gotta buy it. But then you bring it home and you still don't wear it. So what's the point? But I, um, I like your your oh my god, I gotta buy it oh voice too. <laughs> that was super unique. Oh my god, I've never heard you actually use that voice in the store, but I like I like store, it for the effect. But I like the effect. I, that might be how I sound in my head. Though. Maybe, maybe that's that was just a. That's just an interesting voice. <laughs> but um, another benefit is, though, we haven't physically spent time with our family because I do miss that. However, we spent a lot more time <laughs> a lot more with time. them than we have in a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, we do a lot more FaceTiming of our family and friends 
lot more phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, Audio it, and visual. Yeah, that or of duration, not mm-hmm. just like, hey, checking on you, how you doing? Okay, love you, talk to you another time. Mm-hmm. Like every week, my siblings, mom and I were on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, having a little game night mm-hmm. we'll pull in my nieces nephews and our kids and mm-hmm. they'll join the game night with us especially since we're all kind of spread out yep because that's what i gotta say that's that's been a big benefit because yeah. like in that situation you got nieces and nephews in other states yeah you know all across the country that on a regular basis even if we would make that trip to see people in person these people would not be involved. And then in the in person would be only for like maybe a couple of hours and then that's it. That's it. And these, and you know, some of them we would only see maybe once a year. Right. So it's like, you know, we're pulling them in and we're seeing them on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like some of our closest couple friends, like mm-hmm. being far away from where our roots are, so to speak. Um, we don't get we hadn't get, gotten to see them often Mm-mm. and so now like we've had you know a couple little let's have a dinner date type um meetings yeah. and you know where we just sit and zoom talk or facetime talk or whatever for a couple of hours kids running in the background but it's all normal because because it's, all, it's normal. all normal it's all normal you know I mean, there's no airs to put on when you're talking with your close friends so it's just like hey oh kids i'll be right back you know oh gotta go handle this be right back and i and i think that you know in bleeding into the professional world that's i think that's a huge win mm-hmm. because you know sometimes you get those situations where you have professional people that would make you believe there's some kind of robot and they eat, live, and breathe whatever the job is. So when you call them on a Zoom call <laughs> and their kids bust into their office or interrupt them or... Like, I remember that um that one news reporter and he was working at home that time. Oh, and, and the kids kid in the jumped in and the wife had to come grab <laughs> yeah. the kid. Yeah. That stuff. I mean, it happens. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to you. Yeah. And I'll come busting in like, come out, come get out daddy get a meeting <laughs> yeah yeah and the people on the phone was like oh he had a he had somebody somebody ran in the room oh, there's an interruption yeah there's a knock at the door but i think i think that helps humanize yeah people. it normalizes and humanizes and, the situation yeah and i think that that's a really big step in the right direction especially when you start talking about diversity and inclusion and things yeah. like that because when you get on the call and you see this person has a wife and a kid and things like that that care about them that will interrupt just to be around them it it, it makes it makes them human mm-hmm. they're not just a number they're not just your employee they're not just a junior person on the team they're a person with wife and kids right. and, or husbands or spouses or whatever you know what i'm saying and they have a belief system and mm-hmm. all the stuff that you have, they have too, you know. Yep. And it's been fun for me personally. It's been fun to see people without the haircuts and without the <laughs> dyes and all that stuff. Because there's a couple of people, co-workers and friends and family that I was like, oh, man, I didn't know. Man, you really great. Gray. I didn't know you was that great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, 30 something. <laughs> With the grades. Mm-hmm. Or the Or the, or, you know. And I think it's interesting, too, for women, you know, getting back to the let me do my own hair, because I feel like when women do their own hair, nobody does your own does your hair the way you would do your own hair. So it tends to work better when Mm -hmm. you do your own hair. So all that kind of stuff. I think all of those things are benefits. And again, you you know, you recouping tons of time, you know, because I know like for you. When you used to go to a hairdresser, that's an all-day experience. Child, I ain't been to no hairdresser in I don't know how long. I can't. This is a, just a, a side note. Mary Robinson and beauticians don't go in the same sentence. It just, it's just too much time. I, I mean, can't take it. I mean, how long? How long? When you used to go, because it's been so long ago. Um, my memory fails me. Is there what an hour, two hours? Oh my god! If it was just that, I could do it. I can't do it. I can't sit in nobody's hair salon for three, four hours or more. I can't do it. 
Mm-mm, can't do it. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> like I just. But again, that it goes. It gives back, me anxiety just think about it. But again, I think that goes back to recouping time. Yeah. You know things like that. So it's been for all the all the headaches and and troubles and things like that. I think it's been. There've definitely been some real benefits. Real benefits. And and hopefully from a relationship perspective, whether it's relationship with family, or with friends or with kids. It's put you in a situation where it hasn't strained the relationship, but it's giving you an opportunity to strengthen it. Yeah, to strengthen it. Because we've always been really vocal and talk. But even, you know, we've realized there are areas during this quarantine that that we can get better at. Mm-hmm. You know, even... Or, or talk more about. Talk more about. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I thought that was an understood thing. Mm-hmm. Let me be more vocal about that. Mm-hmm. Because you obviously don't realize that, mm-hmm. so I mean, for us, it's been great too. Yeah, I mean, I find that we'll just sit and just talk more mm-hmm. than we have before. And and that's saying something because we talk a lot. I know because we really do. Yeah, but I mean, like I think now too, um, it's giving us space to not only talk about the pertinent things and the relationship things, but you know, we intermix. A little more of just not even talking kind of I, I think this is us showing our age right now but like when we just have those moments when we sit and enjoy the sunset like it's not necessarily a lot of conversation going on in those moments mm-hmm. but it is a great bonding moment that really helps us to feel close and it's just it has woven itself into just part of our day. Yeah. Where we just will sit. Like, we might talk, but then for a lot of times, we'll just sit like old people on the porch holding hands. Yeah. And just watch the sun go down. <laughs> and just be breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like, 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 you good? You see that bird? Yeah, I saw that bird. Yeah. Look at that cloud. Like, we're 80 <laughs> plus years old. There go Bob going down the street right. again. Oh, as uh, our son, the one old man, he'd be like, Mr. Fredrickson. Oh, yeah. From up. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, there go Mr. Fredrickson. Hey. Or, or the car with the airplane motor. Yeah, the one car that they think he flying a plane in the Yeah. Neighborhood. So it's like, it's like, that's, to me, that's a huge benefit. And then, like you said, we have moments where we can have those, you know, those conversations that because of how we were filling our day, because sometimes, and even for us, this is true, you fill your day with so much. Right. That you don't really have a chance to sit and just be, to understand. I'm sorry, I cut you no, off. No, no, no. Go ahead. No. And, well, you fill your day with so much. What I was going to say is you fill your day so much, you distract yourself. Right. From some issue. It's something you mean to bring up. Oh, man. Did she not understand this? Or that bothered me. Right. I need to bring that up. But then your day is so filled with distractions. You go to the store. You do this. You do that. You're doing this other thing. That then you go, you know, you're sitting. You finally get your quiet time with your spouse. And and she says to you, or you say to me, didn't you have something to say earlier? And I'm like, I did. But I don't remember. I don't remember. (laughs) And And it was important, too. Or it was really something on my mind. And I really wanted to say it. And then you forget until it happens again. But then that makes you frustrated because then the second time it happens, you remember the first time. Right. You know, and things like that. So, you know, it's being able to recoup that time and, and even talk about that stuff that I think is is super important. And and also from an introspective level, you know, I think this time has given me um, a few more moments Cause you know, I, I snatch moments out the day mm-hmm. to just, you know, introspect. And I think in those moments of introspection, I've discovered things about myself and in the way I've changed over the years mm-hmm. in our marriage that sometimes I'd be like, you know what? I like this thing now instead of that. And it could be something as simple as I like the box macaroni and cheese versus the Velveeta. And I just was thinking about it and I and I that's what I prefer it's a weird thing but I think it's interesting you know when you start collect all those things up right that's how people you know sometimes be like I don't even know you anymore now you're ordering <laughs> the big breakfast at McDonald's <laughs> when you used to only order hotcakes what happened yeah when did you make this change <laughs> this is messing with my whole universe 
So I think it's, it's interesting, you know, in getting this time back that, you know, you get that time to inspect yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and realize, oh, I am changing as a person or I am growing or I could be doing this thing better. You I know. mean, and for me and you too, I'm sure there's been a certain level of spiritual growth, mm-hmm. you know, having more time to really delve into the Bible and, you know, listen to the voices that, you know, really speak to your spirit mm-hmm. that you couldn't do before, especially when we moved. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, my gosh, oh, like, yeah, like it took us forever to find yeah. even something close mm-hmm. to what we were experiencing before we moved. And then this all happened. We were like, well, praise the Lord. I get it yeah. back. And look, that might be a Titanic shift right there. That was, there. Like that was a Titanic for shift. Us, you know, just to get that, those voices. And then you get the time to really sit and meditate on the word and or, pray. And, you know, all of those things that, yes, we were already doing. But it feels good to know that you're going to be intentional and have the actual time to do it without it being a strain. Well, I think I think in the way of titanic shifts the thing that made the thing where i'll look back at 2020 as only a good thing is that it forced industries big and small communities big and small to really it really challenged their approach to things Mm -hmm. and and from a religious standpoint it has been a thing that's been needed probably our whole life you know what i'm saying because the idea that my practicing my faith at the level that i wanted to practice it Mm -hmm. and listen to the teachings of the person i felt was giving me the most challenge to what i know from a spiritual place Mm -hmm. which is where you have growth Mm -hmm. right and and mastery is defined by my demographic, I mean, by my geographical location, is a thing that's been an issue yeah. for a very long time, right? Because you see it across the board, right? It's not just us, you know, who move because of work, but you got military people who constantly have this problem, right? You're from the Midwest. You have a family church that you've been attending your entire life. You joined the military because that was the best option for you or however mm-hmm. you got to that decision. You're now stationed in Okinawa or East Coast of the United States. And now magically, the voice that you've been listening to. That was speaking to your spirit. Like right. That's the thing. That that's just, your spiritual leadership. That's the speaking to your spirit. You know what I'm saying? That's your teacher. That's your, your sensei or whatever. Yeah. That's They understand how to push you to be better. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a trust that you've built over n number of years mm-hmm. and now that voice is just snatched away you know what i'm saying literally and and is and is partially you know and that's where it gets weird right with the blame game whose fault is it is it your fault for moving away or is it their fault for not being able to deliver that message across mm-hmm. multiple multiple mediums you know what i'm saying and in this moment when you know not being able to congregate at a building was the primary thing for public health concerns and it forced religious institutions to have to embrace other mediums i would be surprised if they didn't i would be surprised if they weren't surprised by how much their congregation and new people have embraced this this these new methods you know not nothing against showing up to the church every sunday morning but being able to do that and supplement that with audio and video right. and social media posts and all that kind of stuff now gives me Your as reaches the, so much further. And as the as the uh, congregant, I can choose so many ways to injustice, right? Like if I have an Instagram account and your church is the only thing I follow then that's because I just want to get those bite-sized snippets of these motivational messages every day. And then it doesn't, I mean, just think about it. When we moved, the one time I really, like, I really broke down was the last Sunday we had at our church. Mm-hmm. Like, I was gonna, I knew I was going to miss family, but, I mean, prior to COVID, we, you know, we, on a regular basis, would go down and visit. 
mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I knew that I would still be able to see them, but not being able to go to church, that really, and, and again, getting that perspective, like you just said, that was pushing you, that was really speaking to the things that your spirit needed, mm-hmm. like that, that, that hurt. And then trying to find somewhere new that did that was just as challenging. And, and then when this all happened and there was that huge shift and I was just like, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, all that other stuff really is terrible. I get it. But this part for me, okay. But see, I think the thing too that's interesting from a from a religious perspective is that search is not only challenging it could be dangerous right because you could fall into a a church that's a bad situation you could fall into a church that's not speaking to you the same way you know and that's how some some people fall into situations where it's like i moved to the because the church can be the center of a community yeah you know what i'm saying but there for every good church their churches would not such great incentives well in those cases i praise the i thank god for discernment yeah yeah exactly (laughs) you know you 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 get a feel for things and and the holy spirit will tell you no 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 this ain't it yeah but but what i'm saying is for people that don't have that i do agree right or people that are easily swayed yeah things like that it can be a really dangerous situation for them yeah both spiritually and physically monetarily the whole nine right but if you can move and I can still listen to the sermons. And it's, the thing is, the writing's been on the wall forever, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at Creflo and T.D. Jakes and all these other, like, tele- televangelism. Right. No matter how you feel about televangelism, the people who subscribe to them can take them wherever they go. Right. And their reach is so massive. And all of that's been democratized by the Internet. It's mm-hmm. just that we didn't have a lot of churches of various sizes that would embrace it right and now we do and it just it just creates a whole new situation yeah you know what i'm saying where you can you can ingest this information any way you want which i think is not only great for us as people that attend these religious institutions but great for them you know what i'm saying because we can we are able to give back and all that kind of stuff even from these remote locations, as well as receive from those remote locations. You know what I'm saying? So I think think it's a great thing. And it doesn't necessarily, and I'm not saying it, that it should stop people, you know, once COVID's over from, if they're geographically located right, from going back into the building. I think that's equally as fantastic Mm -hmm. and necessary for a lot of people. But I just, my, my hope and my prayer is, that when that happens, they don't turn off all right. of these other methods of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I would say, you know, day to day, I've had ups and downs, but I definitely can't say that the parts that have been hard are outweighing the parts that have been great. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I and I and I agree with that with this one caveat, because I recognize we're speaking from a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before because there are millions of people that have been furloughed or laid off, yeah. and there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of businesses that have closed their doors permanently um, in this situation, which is. Sad, terrible, and horrifying. Yes, absolutely. On, on a lot of levels. And then those that have had loot to lose loved ones and things of that nature. Right. Or people that are, you know, recovered but not well, you know, just. Yeah, it's, all those degrees. It's been terrible for many. Yeah, all of those degrees. Yeah. I think, I think what we're just doing is highlighting some of the silver linings that have come out of it. But we're in no way talking, uh, I guess, or trying to downplay those outright negative impacts yeah. of the pandemic that yeah. has happened to a, many, lo- many a people, lot of people including people in our own families right right we're not doing that at all but great yeah that was good mm-hmm. and we actually got it done during the day 
Instead of late at night. Instead of late at night. We're not in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> With minimal distraction, interruption. Yeah. I'll have to listen to the water heater gurgle. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they, they did good. We'll have to give them high fives. Mm-hmm. They stayed fairly quiet. Fairly, for the most part. For the most part. All right. Well, that seems like this episode. Yep. Maybe two. Maybe. <laughs> Depends. All right. Well, thanks y'all for listening. Yep. Thanks everyone we for listening. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, like, and comment. Oh, you got it that time. I know. I said it. <laughs> Good job. And uh, maybe we'll be putting up a, a page or something to continue these discussions in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. Awesome sauce. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys.